Welcome to uh, another one of my podcasts, and uh, today is the uh, 1st of April, 2020, and what is normally uh, April's Fool's Day, where people try and guess which of the uh, the funny, incorrect uh, news articles or memes or whatever it might be. Today is anything but uh, a Fool's Day, as we are in the midst of uh, this global pandemic, and in some very, very strange times uh, indeed. And to that end, I, I do genuinely hope that everyone who is listening to this is, is, is safe and well and their families are, uh, are okay. And um, it's been an interesting time for me personally and mentally. I probably had my, my meltdown two weeks ago. Uh, I think I mean it's difficult time kind of blends into, into one when the dawn of realisation what was happening and pipeline... Um, crashed and uh, you look at you know when you're running a small business and you look at the next six months and uh, yeah it was tough very tough but uh, got through it talked to people long conversation with my wife uh, she had her shortly <laughs> shortly after that she worked for uh, one of the big four uh, big four consulting firms and uh, still big firm small firm it's uh, it's not easy uh, based on the hours that she's spending on uh, on calls uh, calls today so where are we why am i recording this uh, this one I'm not totally sure actually i just wanted to to talk and kind of share share my views and share what i'm hearing and seeing in the in the market last week was a good week actually last week was uh, felt like actually coming more like business as usual conversations and some of that pipeline is now coming back now I think people are getting a sun sense in Europe as to what this this looks like, and you know we're in this for the for the long haul. Certainly, the next next twelve weeks, I would uh, suggest is, is is my guess. At least there's some vague certainty of that's that's that. So we know that. So how can we uh, get on with what we can get on with at the um, uh, at the moment? It's been fascinating watching how things unfold online um, my news feed is just full of COVID-19 there's COVID-19 that and uh, I just kind of just glaze over it now switch uh, switch off uh, a friend of mine shared uh, a dashboard of um, a particular blogging site where there are over 7,000 COVID-19 uh, posts attached to it so how does one even start to uh, filter through that where some firms sent their COVID-19 report and it was uh, like 28 pages again we haven't got time to to digest that even if we want to um, uh, to digest that and uh, interesting seeing how sales team and marketing teams are are grappling uh, with this I personally made the the choice to slow right down um, in terms of the content that I'm pushing uh, pushing out and just rather engaging with content that's already existing that's on there and you know commenting and um, and so on actually trying to avoid where I can content that is remote working this or remote working that because there is just so much of it um, out there. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Qatar Airways sponsored posts that are coming through. Uh, I've got a sponsored email. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it on Insta. I don't know whether it's somebody has forgotten to turn this off or somebody has just completely utterly missed the point, but that is a prime example of exactly what not to be doing right now uh, so any of you do have automation set up or you do have automated sponsored posts that are going out i absolutely urge you to just look at what is queued because what would have been relevant even two three weeks ago is absolutely not pertinent 
uh, today, which is very much why we're not seeing any kind of April Fool's uh, memes or jokes coming out because the 1st of April 2020 is not to be uh, joked uh, joked about. And I think 2020 full stop is going to be an interesting um, turning point in uh, in global history. But let's try and be more more positive. And I think that you know this is where we need to start moving forwards. Um, uh, forwards on. So yes, for me, I've certainly had more business as usual conversations. What I've found, uh, this is uh, in this space where we were already, you know, way down the uh, the process in terms of um, uh, statement of works, etc. Things went on pause. We've had to rejig things, and now they're coming back on, uh, coming back online. What I'm also starting to see is where I have nurtured my network uh, over the last three years uh, within um, within my particular kind of market focus. People are starting to come out going, look, we have some budget. What can you do to uh, to help? And again, being flexible around what that help uh, looks like, because actually the beauty with being virtual is that, well, I'm not going anywhere. So we can uh, we can scale this as slowly or as, uh, as quickly as you want and we can move this in whichever shape or form you want it to um, uh, to take and the great thing with virtual is it can um, it can scale pretty uh, pretty quickly so that's been good to to see and to um, uh, to feel I think what I'm also hearing is that in this kind of moment of dare I start kind of downtime, and we'll probably start to see more and more of this is that people will need something to do dare I say it and there's only so many you know screenshots of zoom or teams that we can post you know dare I say it that uh, the fancy dress memes will start to uh, to wear off and this will genuinely become businesses uh, as usual that now is the time to start considering you know what is the social presence what what can we do now so that when the market comes back and it will come back there's no two ways about it that we are all in a position to to use the the tools and the technology at our disposal um in a far more uh, far more effective uh, effective way and you know that that is everything from a quick spring clean of your linkedin profile you know have a look at that when was the last time you actually looked at it um when was the last time you googled yourself and if you haven't, do it. Google yourself. See what comes up. Uh, see what comes up on page two. See what comes up on videos. See what comes up on um, uh, on images. What's being dragged through or associated you with you. Anybody who's got a similar name to you. Google yourself um, with the keywords that you want to be associated with. So in my case, it would be Alexander Lowe Social Selling or Alexander Lowe Modern Selling or Alexander Lowe Sales Navigator. And, you know, whatever it is that you you do. Uh, I suggest that you know you you do that. Another good way to kind of understand how you represent yourself on online. And this is actually anywhere you could do. It could be a corporate buyer that you have on the website. It could be um, your LinkedIn profile, you know, Twitter profile, uh, anywhere. But you know, a good trick that we use is uh, find a word cloud. Any word cloud, you they're online and they're free. And just cut cut and paste your LinkedIn profile. Just copy and paste the text and put that into the word cloud. And then see uh, what comes up. See what is the most prominent, what are the most prominent words. And if none of those words relate to what you do or how you can help your clients, then I suggest maybe looking at the narrative, looking at some of the uh, the, the context and the language within your, your digital profiles 
and how can that be reflected to be more uh, or reflective of your your particular target um, uh, target audience? Other things that I think that I'm beginning to pick up on is uh, those organisations that were starting to you know have these these conversations. I mean, we're talking about transformation for everyone a day now. Maybe you're in a slightly more uh, positive place, but then inversely on that is that if we look at an industry such as uh, legal, where my background and do a lot of work, you know, for for an industry that said that working from home, although they were getting better, and some firm, some law firms were better than others, you know, was uh, something that couldn't be done. How quickly they've managed to you know mobilise and move that through, and I think across all industries, what one cannot forget and thank is kind of the IT team and the IT support teams for kind of keeping everything going and everything um, running that of course presents a whole different challenge that organizations need to be uh, considered of things like data privacy things like not taking you know photos of video shots with uh, confidential information on uh, on shot or login details or whatever it might um, might be but uh, there certainly is the um, I've seen a tweet going around in terms of who was it that got your digital transformation off the ground, and I think it's a CEO, CDO, or COVID nineteen, and of course COVID nineteen is is the one that has uh, forced this this upon us, notwithstanding the the, the terrible human catastrophe that uh, that has. But I wrote a piece on this oh, oh, a couple of weeks ago around anti-fragile and you know sometimes anti-fragility i.e things need to be broken in order for them to come out stronger so something is anti-fragile then actually when it gets broken it comes out uh, stronger and you know it's it's a it's a concept from a um uh, an author a professor and it causes a lot of there's a lot of the base on it online it's certainly worth worth looking uh, looking at um but you know hopefully some good will will come out of this and learnings will come uh, out of this what has been i think fascinating for me is uh, how people have just pulled together um, i'm on a whatsapp group and a facebook group which is dedicated dedicated to, to helping those that are in isolation or those that are vulnerable can't get food and people that don't know each other even admit you know meeting people on their own street who they um uh, have never kind of met before i'm doing the inverted uh, inverted commas now you know communicating through WhatsApp and people you know helping to you know do deliveries, prescriptions, helping to cook meals. Uh, the other thing that's been you know amazing is the supermarkets have been swamped. Is seeing all the local um, local industries, so local butchers, farm shops, you know move to um, online so quickly and online you know online deliveries and online uh, ordering. And um, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but it tastes a lot better and you're supporting uh, the local local community. So I think this is going to see a complete change in terms of how we how we shop, where we shop and actually you can shop local. And, you know, will this, you know, the high street was was getting was getting hammered anyway before all of this. And I read about the other day, the, the Amazon, the Amazonification of um, the world. And obviously online is now the lifeline uh to to thousands of people to to, to keep uh, to keep going and keep moving forward but it'll be interesting to see how this redefines what the high street stands for and 
you know, is the high street going to become actually, it's, it's a focal point of what it was back in the day, back before digital, before any of this existed, where it was a community and back to that kind of that, that local community. And around kind of the local community side of uh, things, you know, bring this back online to, um, to work, and forgive me if you ever pause, I've, I've got a cup of tea here, is that what I have found in the workshops that we have been running for um, our clients that have been moved to, uh, moved to online is that we run our sessions and we, we run into a kind of a class, classroom-based environment, so a meeting room, and it could be any meeting room on the planet for all that matters, in a you know, grey, glass, steel, square, square blocks of a, uh, of a corporate building. You walk in and, you know, irrespective of whether you're in, in suits or kind of tech, kind of more relaxed kind of gear, you, you can read the room and you can kind of work out the hierarchy. You can kind of establish, you know, where the alphas are within that and who the leaders are and um, and so on, which is fine. You know, it, it is what it is. I think what's been fascinating in running the, the virtual uh, the virtual um, workshops is that everybody's just, if somebody, if people choose to launch, launch video, not everyone does, uh, but those that do, and even those that don't actually thinking about it further, we're all equal. And I can't tell who's senior, who's not senior. Okay, I can have a, a guess based on age, but that's a really, really dangerous route to, to go down. And what's also been interesting is that you get to meet people in, in their home environment for the most part. And of course, in the home environment, everyone's home environment is different. Everyone's backdrop is different. Everyone's setup is different. Everyone, you know, it's not this kind of staged kind of corporate um, uniform, if you will. And it's been uh, a real leveler. And also, but it has enabled me to feel like I'm closer to, even though I'm not actually physically in the room with these people, actually feels like I'm, I'm, I'm closer than I've ever been to, uh, to clients. Because, it is, uh, for those of you in the UK, it's a bit like, if you remember, through the keyhole with Lloyd Grossman. It, it is a window, literally, a little window on your, your computer, into someone's personal uh, personal life. And that could be kids, dogs, partners walking in the background. I just got off a, a call with a client with their um, uh, procurement team and, you know, one of the, 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 the gentlemen on the on the other end of Zoom and yeah, his partner walked, uh, walked behind him and nobody batted, <laughs> nobody bats an eyelid. Uh, because it is it is the new uh, the new norm. Um, you know, my wife, as I said, she said you know, the other day that she's been working with her current business for well over a year, large, large organisation, and she realises that she didn't actually know her colleagues at all. Well, she knew her colleagues in terms of say hello to and this and that, but now she actually really knows her um, uh, her colleagues and you know what makes them tick and you know who's got you know families, partners, kids, dogs, pets, where they live etc which again is a very weird kind of weird thing to say when you think about it because business is about relationships and, and trust but you know maybe over time we've kind of put up this this kind of corporate veneer and some industries more so than others where you're not kind of allowed to bring home to to work and I certainly remember way back in my um, uh, my early days you know, going through breakups and so on, and uh, you were told, you know, you leave that, you leave that at the door. You don't bring that. You don't bring those emotions to uh, to work. I'm not interested. You're here to work. You're not here to pine over a lost girlfriend or you know boyfriend or you know pet, whatever. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. And I think that 
what we're starting to see is this this again I feel feel so weird saying it, but the the, the more human aspect uh, of of life. And I did a podcast earlier with um, Helen Gatsy uh, earlier in the year on this, and she was my first guest talking about kind of. Uh, you know the the EQ, the emotional quotient, or your your emotional um, intelligence is as important, if not, than your um, your IQ, your intellectual quotient. And it is certainly evident that we are seeing more and more of that. And one has to, one has to be uh, emotionally available, if you will, and one has to accept that we are in extraordinarily trying times. Again, we are seeing mistakes being made online that are being played online. Well, mistakes that are being made out in the world that are being played out uh, in the press, and you know, leaders are going to have to coming out and issuing you know apology letters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, for the UK, thinking you know Mike Ashley at first direct and his handling of um, uh, of things. So it's just really interesting to see how how this plays out, and you know, speaking to other of friends who are in other situations, how. You know what this is is doing around kind of leveling the the playing field is that this this higher this hierarchical structure is becoming less present. And if I look at what I was seeing in the let's say professional services, so that's you know one of the areas that I that that I focus on and we focus on. And typically there is the the, the kind of the pyramid partner on the top, and then you're you know and, and you go down accordingly. And the idea is you. Get the work at the top, and then you disseminate down through, and that's how you drive your um, uh, your margins. And it was listening to um, Harry Gaskill, who's the CIO, CTO, one of the two from EY. He was saying the pyramid is is no longer fit for purpose in professional services, and we're moving to, you know, the 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 partner is in the middle, if you will, so the accountant, lawyer, consultant, and then it's a circle, and they're surrounding themselves with this kind of flexible workforce which they need to draw and it could be internally it could be externally it could be kind of on you know on on demand as it's uh, as it were and you know i think we're, we're starting to see kind of more of that move into uh, more not so traditional but you know because obviously corporates and uh, llps are two different kind of structures and corporate you got your your structure and everyone knows kind of where where they kind of sit and what's uh, what's going on as it were so it'll be interesting to see how this um, plays out but what I've also and I'm rambling here I apologise but I just wanted to get on and do a podcast and just talk about stuff is that this is I, this is also giving certainly me time to um, look at different skills so I have a YouTube channel and I'm now actually trying to get into well so I understand how YouTube works I'm just getting into the nuts and bolts of well, how do you actually get YouTube to work the best for you? Well, I understand LinkedIn in, inside out, um, you know, pretty good understanding of uh, Facebook and Instagram and kind of those platforms. But you know, getting into the nuts and bolts of, of, of YouTube and the algorithm on YouTube and tagging and how to you know put thumbnails that are proper on your um, videos, all this kind of um, uh, this stuff. So taking this downtime to actually learn something, uh, something new, and you know, I hope that. All of you are taking this opportunity to learn, uh, you know, learn something new. I saw a chap on Facebook. He's trying to um, learn Mandarin within within a week. You know, something he's always wanted to do. Um, he had spent time out in um, in uh, in Hong Kong and China, so uh, he got a kind of a base point. But it's all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, looking at the way that uh, 
children are now interacting with technology. You've got a four-year-old and a, a two-year-old and, you know, granny and granddad doing um, bedtime stories over uh, over video call and, you know, having the virtual Friday afternoon, you know, pint with you know, some friends over WhatsApp or Facebook or whatever and all this kind of stuff which we didn't really take, or we always we took for granted that... Never thought it could be done that way. And okay, whilst it's not, it's not the same. It's going to become ever more normal for this generation when they go through this. It'll be like when this stops, I can foresee. Well, why can't I have granny and granddad who um, read me a story over uh, over a video? You know, my two year old is now talking to. um, I've got Sky Q. You know, he he talked to the controller because their their voice activated. So we, you know, he sees me saying open Netflix or whatever. And he's now trying to, to copy that. And he's only only two. So I think this is you know, it's an interesting play in, in terms of what this means for education. Uh, there's no doubt about it that our four-year-old, she's missing the interactions. She's, she's missing you know, being with her friends. And I think, you know, that is absolutely, absolutely critical. And we're doing what we can on, um, uh, on that front. So, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting... Uh, interesting times and that's why I just thought well I wanted to record a, a a podcast just kind of sharing how I'm feeling kind of things that I'm seeing out there and I appreciate that this is a a bit of a ramble but hopefully <laughs> might be a bit of a distraction to whatever is going on in um uh in your in your worlds whatever that might uh might be and again uh there's big things about TikTok, but you know, TikTok is certainly, uh, for me, the a bit of light entertainment and lights, uh, light humour. If you if you want to get away from this from this all, and I also saw this. Um, I think this. I think it was shared on Facebook or Instagram. I can't remember this this video from it was 2019, so last year. Um, U.S. college kid valedictorian uh, talking about. You know, valedictorian, and he'd been working towards that, and it was absolutely absolutely brilliant. And then, you know, after the, we talk about the 15 seconds of, you know, 15 minutes of fame or the 15 seconds of what, what have you. And he was saying that after kind of the 15 seconds of of realisation that he'd achieved what he'd want to achieve, which is become valedictorian of his um, of his class year, it was the 16th second when he kind of was like, now what? What, what was that all actually for? And what have I actually sacrificed to get there and he touches on you know relationships he touches on this and that and that's like eight minute speech on um on youtube you find out it's like you know valid you know valedictorian um uh, no regrets or what he t how he his turn of phrase is uh, have no regrets in the 16th second which i thought was a nice touch and i i watched this and i think again for me hopefully for a lot of people what what is going on in the world it's hitting a kind of a massive control delete, uh, if you will, kind of re- reset button. That uh, yes, of course, we want goals, and yes, in order to achieve goals, you know, sacrifice has to be made. But sometimes, is the goal that you've achieved actually worth the sacrifice that you're making to uh, to get there? And um, you know, life is too short. It genuinely is too short. You know, I lost my father a couple of years ago, somewhat unexpectedly. You know, I'm glad he's not having to uh, to live through uh, live through this. But that certainly, you know, reset things for me somewhat. And this is kind of resetting things uh, even further, uh, notwithstanding that 
you know, the irony is I'm kind of at least I can only only get rid of myself um, rather than being in a in, in a large organisation. Anyway, back to that uh, the the valedictorian thing. You know, no no regrets in 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 the sixteenth second, which I think is a great is a great thing. So you know, outside of that, today's been a difficult day. I've had a tough. I'm not gonna lie, I've had a tough day today. Um, notwithstanding some good, good, good phone calls, we kind of sat there just feeling a little bit helpless, going, "Well, you know, what, what can I do?" And nothing is happening, but it will happen. It will happen. I keep reminding myself that I'm in a much better situation than a lot of, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people uh, on the planet uh, right now. Uh, very fortunate to support uh, industries which, uh, you know, are needed to keep things, uh, keep things moving, uh, moving forwards. So I just wanted to. You know, I guess selfishly more so than anything, just sit down and uh, kind of just just talk, because I think talking is is key, and just kind of share my my thoughts and my views and uh, and my feelings, and just kind of it's going to be all right. We will all get through this. It will be um, okay. There's absolutely no doubt about it. There's going to be some tough roads ahead for people, and some tough decisions to be uh, to be made, but we will get through this and it's going to be you know one hell of a you know one hell of a party to be uh, to be sure i hope to celebrate those that you know we've lost to celebrate the lives of those that we've lost to celebrate that um we've come together and that you know we've moved we've moved on and forwards from uh from all of this so to uh that end as i come to uh, two minutes to 4 p.m in the afternoon here in london on the 1st of March 2020, as I said, April's Fool's Day, but this is certainly uh, no April Fool's at all. Be safe, be well, as ever, thanks for listening, and I will see you on the flip side.